of you, Nightwing. He's like, besides giving me fucking um, the Justice League, you know, like putting me in charge of that. He's like, yeah, what's one more fucking thing, homie? He's like, can you please watch over, take care of, and train my son, John Kent? And Nightwing, and this is a prior, well, actually this happened last year, uh, beginning of the year, I believe. And Nightwing's like, dude, that's a huge ask, man. Like, it, like uh, why me? He's like, you're the best of us. Like, he's, you're the badass. You have a great heart. You have a great mind. You always want to help people. I want him and need him to learn from you. So just very fucking cool. Anyways, that's the background. What's up, guys? This is Sholo Duena, Miguel Diaz from Cobra Kai. This is Jacob Bertrand. I play Hawk. And you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Woo! Ooh. This is Luscious Lou, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be into what? Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, just science will accommodate. Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate 1. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone can ask for. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate, episode 337. I'm your host, Josias, at for the villain on Twitter, at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. Let's hit it like we normally do, guys. What we spoke about 100 episodes ago. This one was recorded November 12th, 2018. Episode 237, I entitled hashtag our heroes. This week at For the Villain Hits, what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Hits bullet points, the Comic Syndicate Fantasy Football League 2018 standings. Damn, I miss doing those. I got to bring that back next season. The end of the year podcast episode 250 talk, then dives into Stan the Man Lee, then jumps into comic talk, comic news, Hitman's Bodyguard sequel, Night of the Living Dead sequel, Metroid NES chat. I'm intrigued by what I spoke about Metroid-wise. Deadpool Part 2 PG-13 theater release, Marvel News Disney Pirates of the Caribbean, then finally Rock's Comic Reviews, Marvel Comics Extermination Number 4, Ed Burson was the writer, Pepe Larraz was the artist, and we hit DC Comics Heroes in Crisis Number 2, Tom King is the writer, love fucking Tom King, and Clay Man, killer artist as well. So about a week after that, I recorded a, oh here you go, uh, a good week after that, episode 237.1, Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes, hashtag the real 2OC. The Comic Syndicate proudly presents another episode of Deep Dives and Rabbit Holes, episode 237.1. This week at RG Floors and at For the Villain Tackle and dive into our hometown of Orange County, California, where we do a, we do bash a bit on how people out here are compared to other California counties. We also discuss uh, historical and origin points we found and came across. We hit local, uh, I'm sorry, local to the Orange County. Uh, Give us a listen and let us know what you think. This one is a tad different than what we're used to recording and putting out, but wanted to share another 
odd topic you guys can share with your friends. That one was interesting. I believe uh, we hit some Orange County talk, obviously. Uh, it was a fun title, I guess, working title that RG threw out to me. We have friends, uh, the name of their podcast is the 2OC Podcast. I miss those guys. Uh, they both had kids, babies uh, the past year and a half, two years. Anton and then uh, Alan just had a kid, geez, the past three months or so ago. So they kind of put their podcast on hold. But um, yeah, friends of, of, of mine, really, dude, we do a summer movie draft every year that Alan puts together. I Again, like I said, I miss them. Uh, Alan lives out here in Orange County, California, and his best friend, Anton, lives in Orange County, Florida. So it's an interesting or was an interesting take. But um, yeah, thought I'd just jump in and give you guys some background news on that. Uh, let's hit some bullet points and shout outs real quick. This one is Griffin, just Griffin, dude. So I walked into work, the second job on Wednesday, and I've had a rough two weeks, both jobs, especially this week. Two coworkers were out at the office Monday and Tuesday, and uh, we lost a third cook um, recently. So now we have three great cooks out at the second job. Uh, so unfortunately, it's just been tougher getting through the work week. They're just longer nights for the most part. Anyways, I go into work and clock in, and Griffith greets me like, you know, we always do. And um, I always make time to try to talk to everyone, you know. Yeah, clock in, and, like, I kind of get caught up, you know, catching up with everyone briefly. Uh, so as soon as I walk in, Griffin says, why didn't you tell me? As I'm clocking in, I'm like, uh, I tell you what, dude. Why didn't you tell me you have a podcast? Uh, and I thought this one was just fucking hysterical, but but in a good way. I think I told him something like, uh, "It's never something I, I, it's something I never bring up to anyone, dude. Like I don't ever want to sound like full of myself or pretentious. I guess is what I always tell people." And he he kind of responded back, "You don't want to make it sound like it's a big deal." I'm like, "Yeah, that's pretty much what it is, dude." I'm like, "Yeah, that's exactly what it is." Um, so I ended up saying, you know, I'll send you my link or, or let you know where you can find me, dude. And he gave me a quick response that I thought was fucking cool. He said, no, I'm already subscribed and, and I'm already following you. Uh, so Griffin, here's your shout out, dude. I do appreciate it and appreciate you, dude. You're a sweetheart and you know, I love you guys, um, at, at, at the Robin dude. So, uh, the fact that you hit me up on the side like that and kind of intrigued and stoked that I do something like this, uh, I loved it, dude. So that's going to be the only shout out this week. Um, hopefully you can chime in on my rants and tangents here. Uh, I know uh, who Alex hit me up uh, and thank you, dude, uh, for actually second shout out, I guess, would be you. Uh, he purchased some stuffed animals, dinosaurs for my nieces and my nephew. I'm going to it was like a three pack. So I get to pick those up tomorrow from him. So thank you, Alex. Much appreciated. Last three are going to be the Weird Street podcast with my boy Jacob Medina and his wife, Eva. Please find them, the Oh No, Not Another one, hosted by Sarah Kitsinis and Derek Krentz. Their next episode is going to be Godzilla-based. Uh, I love kaiju. Grew up with kaiju. <laughs> I grew up with kaiju. Uh, but I love I love uh, kaiju. <laughs> I mean, Godzilla, you know, I watched those movies with my dad. And last but not least, the Comics and the Diaz podcast, hosted by Adam Garza, Hector Cornejo, and Ben Davis. They are a great comic podcast. Uh, and yeah, they're, they're great. Please find them and subscribe to them. All right, let's hit some bullet points now. WonderCon 2024, live at the Anaheim Convention Center, March 29th through the 31st. This event is put on and is the sister convention of the San Diego Comic Con. 
I had received my press credentials email a few months back, and I totally forgot about it. Um, I put it away in my folder and in my personal email. And then I got a follow-up uh, on Thursday, the 25th, what, uh, was the email I got. And it was like a reminder, like, tomorrow's your last day, you, you fucking dumbass. Like, get on this. So I had to resubmit my press credentials to get in as press and media for, uh, for WonderCon that's coming up this year. Now, these conventions in particular are fucking dope. And cool as fuck, um, as well as San Diego Comic Con, of course. But this is number one. It's in my backyard, like it's in at the Anaheim Convention Center. I literally, in the past, has have lived across the street from there. So I it was cake walk to get there, or even Uber sometimes, depending on how uh, late I, I get out for the most part. Um, but anyways, I'm able to score some really good interviews at these shows. Uh, the uh, last time I went prior to COVID uh, was the last time I met the, the cast and crew of Cobra Kai for the most part. I mean, and I get to meet artists and writers and catch up with these cats, well-known artists and writers. So um, again, very cool. I just wanted to toss out if any of you guys, listeners, ladies, anyone, if you guys are going to go or will be out there um, at WonderCon 2024, please feel free to hit me up and I will be more than happy to meet up with you guys. I've done this many years in the past uh, and I have met up with you guys and I love meeting you guys and walking the floor with you guys. Um, Alex, I don't know if this is something up your alley, dude, but um, if you want to go out to the convention, uh, it'd be cool to chill with you um, until I have to get pulled for for interviews. Um, But I do make it a point to say hi to everyone that is out there, and and it's always great to catch up with old listeners and just meet new people. I I just love it. Okay, next uh, bullet point. Do I want to share this story? Okay, yeah, I guess I will. Tony, Patty, Joey, Julia, Noel, Lisa... Geez, Sunshine, Julio, Adam, um, I attended a, a funeral on Friday. It was interesting for what it was. It was a funeral, and it was sombering, yes. Uh, the coolest thing, I guess I can say, is it was great to see so many people I have not seen in years. And when I say years, it's not just years, about 15 years. Um, and it's interesting because uh, Tony and Julio uh our best friends were best friends with my older brother that that passed away four years ago. So uh, I was unable to make the wake that that prior Thursday because I was working both jobs and uh, my sister and my family went, which was great. So uh, when I saw Julio and Tony, it was beautiful and kind of sad because Julio, these guys were were my brother's best friends, and Julio said we were talking. You know, all the boys were together last night, and we haven't hung out like that in the longest time. And we were we all kept saying how the only person that's missing is is Jonathan. And Julio looks at me and he's like, "I'm sorry to bring it up." And, and my sister was with me, so Leah Beth was with me, and Leah Beth and I look at each other like and tell him like, "No, dude, like don't worry about it." We and Leah, Leah said something beautiful, like, no, that's, it's great that we remember him, you know? Um, and, and we're like, I'm like, yeah, dude, we're, we're not over it for sure, but we love the fact that you guys still love and appreciate and, and think about my brother. And then Julio looks at me and without knowing, he kind of gets teary, teary eyed. And he looks at me and tells me, it's so hard 
to look at you. You look and sound so much like your brother. And I, I'm like, don't do this to me right now. I'm thinking this to myself as, you know, it's a beautiful compliment. And I tell him, yeah, I appreciate that, dude. My brother was a stud. He was a good-looking dude. So I will take that compliment all day long, dude. Um, so weird. But to, again, to catch up with everyone after about 15, 16 years, I haven't seen everyone. And to tell his best friends, like my brother, uh, Jonathan, he, it's going to be four years in March. And we do a celebration of life for him. The family gets together and we shoot the shit and it's not sad. You know, we celebrate my brother, which, you know, he would have loved and appreciated. So I told his buddies, I'm like, well, his, his anniversary of his death is coming up. How about if I get you guys together and let's just do a celebration for Jonathan? And they look at me like, you're down to do that. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, first of all, it gets you guys together and we all get to get together for you know for my brother to celebrate fuck yeah let's do it so i get to plan that out and um yeah uh, because you know it's my brother's best friends all of his best friends we grew up with these people too and we know their families and um yeah just very cool so that happened friday and then yesterday saturday um i am recording uh 128 24 so sunday and um, Saturday, yesterday, I went to meet up my friends, uh, Jude and Marianne. I love them. It was great to catch up with them. Very heartfelt uh, conversations we have. And to tell these people, you know, I haven't worked with them in years. You know, I used to work with them at the theater second job when I used to bartend there and do barista. Uh, the, we were the older cats and the fact that Marianne still for our birthdays get us, gets, you know, gets us all the three of us together to celebrate who, whom's ever birthday it is. And it was, it's going to be Jude's birthday on Tuesday. So I'm going to hit you up, but, um, to tell these people again, even though I don't see them as much as I would love to, it was an interesting weekend because I got to see a lot of people and catch up with a lot of people. Like, I really do go out of my way to make time to see old friends and family, and that was beautiful. And um, to tell them again, like, I love you. Um, back to the funeral now, uh, insane, I love you. Uh, my little sister, I picked her up, uh, Leah Beth, on, on Friday morning and got no sleep. Uh, picked her up, had no worries. So Leah Beth and I were, you know, we drove to the, to the cemetery and did that. We grabbed lunch afterwards, and it was great to... Spend time with my sister one-on-one like that. We haven't done that. And Leabeth is probably... Look, I love my siblings. Leabeth and I are are so much alike and our sensibilities and personalities. Um, And uh, to spend the day with her was awesome. Because, again, I haven't done that in years. And to tell my sister, too, like, it was great spending time with you, Leabeth. We haven't done this in a long time. You know, it's normally her, her boyfriend, now the baby, got to see the baby, which was awesome. But, um, yeah, to, to tell, I don't know how close you guys are with your siblings. And, and with everything that I said, catching up with so many people. And to tell old friends that I love you, too. Uh, make it, make it a point and make time to tell people, um, that, you know, your family, your friends. Uh, I know, I don't know, youngsters probably don't throw it out as much as as you do when you get older because um, you understand and you appreciate and you know that time is, is a fucking thing, you know. And, and I am getting older. And to see these older cats and to tell each of them, uh, you know, and Tony apologized, you know, I'm sorry I didn't hit you up when my mom passed. 
Um, I'm like, no, dude, you, I understand you had a lot to put together with the funeral or like, don't apologize. He's like, I'm glad you made it out. Thank you for coming. I'm like, no, dude, like you were there when my brother passed, you were there when my dad passed. Of course, I'm going to be there to, to, you know, to commemorate your mom, dude. So I love you. And to tell, again, to tell people you love them guys. I know I sound fucking so cliche ish and so cheesy, but, um, yeah, dude. All right. Give me a few. No. I'm lying to you guys. Um, okay. Uh, sorry about that, guys. I forgot, almost forgot the question of the week. Uh, what is the best? And it's going to make sense. I pulled these af- off of something I've read, you know, comic book wise and wrap it around at the end of the show. But question of the week, what is the best advice? Or I guess even words of encouragement one of your friends. And I really want to say this specifically, friends have ever given you. It's always funny when I come up with these because it's. It, I feel like it's something that's going on in my world, in my life at the time. And based on the weekend I had, um, it should have been sombering. And it was. But it, again, to see so many friends... And yeah, it's always reflective of something I'm going through. Again, it's going to make sense when I speak about it towards the end. But um, yeah, keep on listening and uh, I will be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Gerrans, the artist and Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon. And you're listening to the Comic Comic Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michello. We're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and we're having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. And uh, you're listening to me live on the Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comics Syndicate. Comic Talk. All right, guys, welcome back to Comic Talk. Uh, let's hit it like uh, we normally do with this one. I know I say that towards the beginning of the show. Um, okay, let's hit it. Marvel Comics Resurrection of Magneto number one. Al Ewing is the writer. Luciano Vichio is the artist. David Curiel is the color artist. VCs Jose Sabino is the letterer. Uh, this one, uh, I'm a huge Magneto fan. My dog's name is Magneto. I'm that nerd. And... Um, just to start off, Adam and uh, the Comics and Tortillas boys, um, podcast boys, we have a group chat on Messenger. So we're always hitting each other up about what we've read. We talk football a lot. Um, I love this community, dude. Like, I love these guys. I'm going to get them on the show, the whole crew on the show soon. Um, but yes, anyways, Adam did not like this title. Al Ewing is a very wordy writer. I love dialogue in movies, in shows. If something is written really good, really well, I love it. And this one is very wordy, but Adam, out of the gate, he's like, just read Resurrection, and I did not like it. I'm like, I'm reading it right now. You should have waited, homie. Um, But I read it, and I told him, you know what? I really dug it. So this one, the first panel was of Magneto with his head down as we see a view of him from behind. With all of his old helmets he's worn throughout the years at his feet. Some of them with blood as he simply says, Aurora, I was wrong. Then we come to see that Aurora, who is Storm, is having a nightmare where she wakes up in a panic. Then we see her get sued by her new boyfriend, a man named Craig. And she, this is her inner monologue going off now. With him, I am not a queen or a warrior or a goddess. I just am. But who I am. 
and who I am doesn't always get to choose. Craig, my summer rain, my rooftop in Japan, my quiet in the storm. I have to go, Craig. It's time. It's time to die. As she now makes her way um, to get some help to get back home. Or to get somewhere in particular, not necessarily home. Now she's on this mission. As she's talking to some friends um, and doing so, we get some flashbacks now of a beat-up Magneto telling her, we must fight together. And again, this is where Aurora Storm uh needs help um, finding and using a portal to get to the quote-unquote waiting room. And this is a, a place which is, it says it's the liminal space between life and death. Wanda Maximoff created for mutant souls. And now she we see her make this jump uh, using this portal. And we see a bunch of ethereal beings of the Marvel Universe. We see, it looks like the Infinity Gems. We see the Living Tribunal. We see death. And we come across a mutant named Tarn that quickly comes to question her. And it is a mutant that, <laughs> that Magneto happened to have killed. And he's this sort of, I don't want to say guardian, but almost a watcher, a mutant watcher of this place in a weird way. And and again, okay, this particular title, I, I really enjoyed. It can be a little bit uh, convoluted to get through because it's so wordy. And that's the best way I can put it. And that's probably why Adam didn't like it. And, and Adam does like dialogue. I just love dialogue. So now it's Storm, in a nutshell, just looking for her friend, Max now, Magneto, um, who, whom she believes is asking for help through through her nightmares she's having. So now in doing so, get into this place, looking for a dead Magneto, uh, we see her put herself through a sort of hell getting to and trying to find answers to find her friend. Um, and as she does, she learns a lot about herself. Um, and I really liked and enjoyed the visuals and the art in this one. The splash pages were also done nicely. I liked seeing all of the previous versions of Storm throughout the years as well. All her costumes, all her changes she's had throughout the year, years. Um, I've been reading X-Men since I was 13 years old. So when the 90s, in the 90s, the X-Men were fucking sick as fuck, dude. And that's what I grew up with, that that comic book uh boom of the 90s when image comics started um but anyways so i just enjoyed this one uh, again all her costumes and so now as we see storm continue on she realizes that magneto went through the same things she's now experiencing and she realizes now like she's fucked in this sort of mutant hell um i loved the last uh magneto panel and what he went through and you can tell he's getting tortured in this place. Like, it looks like his eyes have been gouged out. He's crawling through some rubble in a small tunnel. And along the the panel is just names, names, names. And I, I'm assuming it's of people, uh, humans and mutants across the world. He's killed throughout his life. Um, so yes, Magneto is dead. And Storm is looking for her friend to get him back for the battle against Orcus. I enjoyed it. Um, Adam didn't. If you guys are intrigued, you guys read it. You guys let me know. 
Uh, the next two uh, reviews I'm going to go through is going to be DC Comics Titans Beast World number three and number four. I'm going to start off with number three. Obviously, Tom Taylor is the writer. He's writing Nightwing right now. Lucas Mayer is the artist. Romulo Ferrardo Jr. is the colorist. Wes Abbott is the letterer. This one I enjoyed. I'm going to go probably a little bit more in depth in both of these ones. This one starts off uh, out of the gate with Starfire and Donna Troy trying to fend off a lion, Black Adam. So I reviewed these in the past, uh, issue number one, where uh, a bizarre, bizarro, a starro, uh, beast boy uh, kind of gets infected and now is infecting the world with spores and because of Beast Boy's abilities he's turning the world anyone that get, gets infected into animals and um, that's pretty much what it is Every, and it has effect on, on the soups as well all the super beings so now Black Adam has been turned into a lion and they're quickly told to bail out by Oracle slash Batgirl telling, telling them that they need to um because if they get infected, then everyone will be screwed. And you you would think like, okay, um, Black Adam's a badass anyways, but Donna Troy again and and Starfire, like shit would hit the fan. Like they need them. So the prior issues, again, I've reviewed the whole world is getting infected. I'm glad I fucking gave that. Also, uh, Starfire now asks how much heat Diana can, can stand, then makes a play. So... Uh, not on her, but, uh, the single threats, uh, <laughs> okay, that's what it is. Um, so the single threats, she, she wipes them out using her abilities. So now, uh, from here, they meet up with Flash and Impulse that are now evacuating everyone, everyone, people, uh, of the city and the world, really, from getting infected. And this is where we see Raven now chime in and ask Donna's, uh, help for help, her help in space. So now leaving, uh, Starfire alone to fight Black Adam. So this is just context of the story. From here, the story then jumps into an, an infected Batman now that got infected prior issue in some sort of laser prison. And we get Nightwing's dialogue. <clears throat> He's been like this since the moment of infection, Dr. Clancy, just a state of constant rage. She replies, are you close to the patient? Nightwing says, I, yeah, yes. Doctor says, I'm sorry, this must be very difficult. And I just love this brief conversation because I love the fuck out of Dick Grayson. Like, I just love the fuck out of Dick Grayson, Nightwing. And if anyone ever tells you things like this, please listen. <laughs> um, so she says again, um, I'm sorry, this must be very difficult, but I'll do all I can for him. Nightwing says it's not just Batman. We need answers for everyone infected in the world. The doctor says I'll run some blood tests, which will mean taking blood without Wolf Batman eating me. I know you invited me to the tower because I work with infectious diseases, but I am the uh, but I'm the doctor, and you have some com- concerning looking wounds. I'd like to look you over to Nightwing, and as Nightwing's simple response, and it's something I say all the fucking time, I'm okay. <laughs> as we see him and his costume just torn to shreds, and we see Nightwing just beat the fuck up uh so this scene was just cool to me um he's like i still got work to do you can check me out later um so now the doctor looks at him and tells him about the monsters running around um and but we get this this very human uh factor out of dick and dick grayson and i love how he legit cares about everyone the doctor mentioned something about the monsters of the world running around and nightwing kind of gets upset and offended they're not monsters they're people they can be saved. And I just 
I just, yeah, just those things I fucking love about Dick, dude. Um, so Detective Chimp, Chimp now pops into his play and we, for he seems to have figured out what is going on. And, um, I, I really enjoyed this one. We see the person that's behind all this and the infections or causing the infections, uh, is someone I'm not going to spoil, but if you have read these, you know, who's behind it. She's a shady, shady broad. Um, so anyways, uh, that's pretty much the summarization of issue number three. Issue number four starts off with a tiger and a frog attacking. Uh, but we also see uh, Peacemaker involved in issue number one right out of the gate. And it, just the Peacemaker dialogue is funny. And even the way he's drawn now in DC Comics, he looks like they – it's John fucking Cena. <laughs> like I can see him. It's John fucking Cena. And um, – it's it's cool, just the dialogue. It's funny. So if you guys have seen the show um, Peacemaker, it's a fucking funny show, dude. I I really enjoyed that one. But anyways, um, so we see him now chasing a man called Chester Runk that uh, Peacemaker finally uh, gets captures. I guess is the best way to put it. The narrative then goes on to continue that um, after this save this capture, um, there was an attack on Ivy Tower where we see uh, a soup now in this town. Um, get infected and becoming a giant. Um, but as she turns into a giant, she 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 gets infected, and now she's a giant kaiju person, uh, roaming and destroying this ivy town. So it's interesting to see this. But again, speaking of kaiju, like kaiju earlier, uh, she's destroying the fucking city. So now we have the whole crew of titans now um, have arrived to assist. And like a fucking boss, Nightwing is just shooting out orders to everyone. We then see Superman, John Kent, show up. And this is where my favorite part of this particular issue takes place. Is Nightwing is sending out different crews out for different missions. Um, I love how I'm not going to get there yet because there's something fucking cool. A bunch of characters, I mean, of the DC universe are just there. So now he sends Superman and Coriander Starfire to now stop this kaiju-sized bear. Now that's what she turned into destroying the city. Nightwing says, Starfire, Superman, we need to move Giganta from the city without causing more damage. Superman says, that would be like moving a mountain. And then Starfire says, so let's go move a mountain. Uh, just cool. And now we see uh, Starfire's inner monologue go off and continues. Uh, moving a mountain would be a hard would be hard at at best of times, but traditionally mountains don't fight back. As Superman now gets rocked and smacked by this giganta bear kaiju person running around, Starfire again her inner monologue goes off. Superman was sent hurtling toward a crowded building, unable to stop his momentum. As he's zip, zipping through the fucking city now, falling backward. Uh, so John Kent, Superman. Is, he is Superman right now. Superman has been off-world for a while. And um, I love fucking Dick Grayson, dude. I can tell you guys that all day. So before Superman takes off, he hits up Nightwing. Um, he's like, I have to go off-world. Um, and I have a mission. Um, but I have a mission, but I have a huge, not just mission. I have a huge ask of you, Nightwing. He's like, uh, besides giving me fucking, um, uh, the justice league, you know, like putting me in charge of that. He's like, yeah, what's one more fucking thing, homie. He's like, can you please watch over, take care of and train my son, John Kent. 
and Nightwing, and this is a prior, well, actually this happened last year, uh, beginning of the year, I believe. And Nightwing's like, dude, that's a huge ask, man. Like, it, like, uh, why me? He's like, you're the best of us. Like, he's, you're the badass. You have a great heart. You have a great mind. You always want to help people. I want him and need him to learn from you. So just very fucking cool. Anyways, that's the background. Superman is off world, but our Superman right now is John Kent, his son. And I love, I'm not a big Superman fan proper, but I love Superman John Kent as Superman. And I, I don't know, it's just weird, but I really do in, enjoy it. So now back to Superman. Just gets rocked right now. And um, zipping through, flying through, and um, falling backward. So in the monologue goes off. Seen with his x-ray vision, thinking at super speed, fully aware of the innocent people his trajectory was about to kill. Powerless to stop it. And again, you're falling backwards, and he just got smacked. So he's hurtling, and he's able to see through these buildings like, fuck, I'm going to kill so many fucking people. And there's nothing I can fucking do about it. So now he finally crashes through the building, and Superman simply out of the rubble, trying to get out of the rubble. No. As we see now another hero enter to help him, and it's the Flash. And and Flash, I'm sorry, uh, John, did I? And that's his just simple like, it's okay, kid. I saw you coming. I got everyone out. As he's now pulling and picking him up over his shoulder. Like, he's like, I was able to get everyone out of here. As Starfire's monologue continues again, then. Um, the problem with Super Sight is you can see everything. The pain. The people crying for help. The bodies. The grieving. As the visuals to go along with this are just great. And also sad to see. We see. We, we get a glimpse of how John sees things. As Superman sees things. As John now says... There are so many dead out there. It's, and the Flash says, I know, it's a lot, but you can slow it down. Turn microseconds into minutes, process it, breathe, and then go back to work. Um, for me, I just love that so much. And, you know, even as this is dope to see and read, we see the flip now of everything that's happening. So, again, that was beautiful to see that interaction between these two characters. And the Flash I love as well, but Nightwing gave me fucking dick all day. Um, I should probably put that in the beginning. Um, so, interesting, um, and we see uh, the world, the media, looking uh, and, and literally vilifying all of the heroes now. Um, just that's the flip of it. This title is really good. Uh, I'm really enjoying it and just enjoying this event in general. I'll say that this title um, has a turn in a bad way, and I'm not not going to spoil anything further from there. But um, if you're intrigued or interested at all, check it out. It's a good read. Uh, again, I loved it. I really enjoyed it. All right. Uh, question of the week. Let's end there. Let me check my time real quick. And yeah, dude. All right, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, question of the week one more time is simply this. Um, what is the best advice or I guess even words of encouragement one of your friends in particular? Now, if, if it's a family member, cool. If it, like I wanted to keep it strictly with friends because I, I, I saw a lot of friends this weekend. Um, and weird because I read this way prior to the weekend anyways, the Friday and Saturday and, um, yeah, what is the best advice one of your friends has ever given you? All right. Um, mine is weird. Um, 
I don't know. My dad would always give me great advice. Um, and I normally put the show on mute and give you guys, you know, like a, making you guys think I have bailed on you. This one I'm not going to do this week because um, I'm going to tell you guys about my life when I when I was younger. All right. So I used to work um, at Target years ago and um, I did shipping and receiving. I literally did everything. I was team leader of electronics, um, a bunch of departments, uh, but I, I was working a lot of uh, – a lot of uh, shipping, receiving, DC stuff in-house. Um, a lot of backstocking, a lot in pulling shipment stuff. Anyways, um, so I had a friend. I, I, this is where I met two of my best friends, Daniel and Pablo. And I met a lot of good people. And Tanya's, I love Tanya too. And I love these people you know, that I still talk to to this day. And we still make it a point to hang out. Pablo, um, I love. And there was a point where... I was working, geez, 3 to, 3 to 11, 3 to 12 every day, 3 a.m. to 12 p.m. every day. And um, and I was always partying afterwards. So my house was the party house everyone would always go to. And there came a point in my life where I felt that I looked around one day and maybe it was a moment of clarity. I don't know. Uh, I... It was a point where I'm like, I looked around, I'm like, fuck, dude, this is not what I want to do with the rest of my life. Like, I need to stop doing this, you know? And granted, this is uh, during a time when I was going through depression to when I was hitting the bottle and hitting fucking pills and shit. And I wasn't in the best place with, with myself. But again, this kind of ended here and um i i without telling anyone i'm like i need to bail i need to find a better job um i that's where i got my office job i've been at for 17 years now and um and i the partying i mean look i still partied i still drink um but not as as extensive as, as back then and when when that happened i told everyone sorry guys this isn't the house to fucking party at anymore now, in doing so, there were only a handful of people that I kept around, you know, like that I loved. And this is interesting because not the best piece of advice, but very beautiful to hear. I told Pablo this, like, you're one of the people I could not lose in my life, dude. Like, you're a great person. You have a great heart. And... I feel like you push me, dude. You challenge me. And Pablo, like I am, or was, honestly was, I'm not going to say am, uh, I grew up very religious. My dad was a minister. My dad was a pastor straight up. And so I grew up reading the Bible. I know the Bible. I know verses and scriptures. Uh, and I still do off the top of my head, but um, I don't share, since my dad passed, like the, that faith is not as strong anymore. And I know that's terrible to say. Maybe when I get older, I'm 43 now, but maybe in years from now, maybe I will find something again. Um, then feeling what, what I feel about it now. I know it sounds weird, but again, in saying all this, Pablo tells me it's like Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, And um, the scripture for this one is, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I'm like, yeah, dude, like, you challenge me. 
You know, like you you give me encouragement, but you shoot it to me fucking straight, homie. And you know, I'm always going to give it to you straight. I'm not going to be polite. I'm going to be Josiah. And I say things because I love people and care about people. You know, I'm not just a dick to fucking people. I mean, look, I'm, I can be a dick. If I'm a dick to you, there's a good fucking reason for it. Um, but all my friends, I love challenging. Um, and the friends, again, the few that I did keep around, Pablo was one of the ones that, that I loved and needed in my life. Like we need people like that grounded people like that, that will challenge you and push you. So that's why I thought it was a weird question. <laughs> like I reading, uh, you know, beast world or beast war. I'm like, I was going to ask a uh, question of the week was going to be, what is your favorite animal <laughs> or what animal would you like to be? Mine is always a falcon. I love the fuck out of falcons. I love the free fall aspect. I love how they're a predator. Uh, their talons, everything. Um, and then going on, I'm like, this is the better fucking question. What is the best advice your friend in particular has ever given you? And even though this wasn't advice, it was a reminder from my friend. Um, and every time I see him now, you know, I always tell my friends, I love you. Cause you, again, never know how much time you have, uh, left in the world. And when you get older, it makes more fucking sense. And every time I see Pablo, every time I see Daniel, every time I see Val, Bobby, these guys, my best friends, I make it a point to give them a hug and like Jude and Marianne, give them a hug and let them know. I love you. Um, if you ever need anything, Feel free to reach out, text me, like anything, you know, I'm there for you. So back to Pablo in particular, every time I see him, I give him a hug. And we always say, uh, at when we're about to take off, iron sharpens iron. And it's something corny we do, you know? Um, and I love it. And yeah, um, it's weird, it's corny, and it makes sense now, hopefully, to you guys. Um, didn't want to go so long. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I, I could have gone way fucking longer, but I think I'm happy with what I put out. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Share the podcast. Rate the podcast. Um, whatever you guys want. Be more involved. I want to give you guys more shout outs. But again, share the podcast. Like and subscribe. Uh, those numbers will go up if you guys screenshot it, share it um, anywhere you guys can. I would appreciate it. I'm always going to keep this free to you guys. No paywall, no Patreon ever. All right, guys. I will catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out.